Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our second, our second podcast of the Vitology podcast. That's, that's what we're calling this podcast. And this is a production of Emmanuel Faith Community Church. My name is Josh, and I'm the teaching pastor here at Emmanuel Faith. And, uh, and so, you know, really, we can't do classrooms right now. And so this is one of the ways that we are creating a learning environment for you. And so um, we're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. And in fact, uh, today, as always, we'd love it if you join in on the comments and, and uh, say hi. You know, um, before we begin, I want to tell you about a few things few things going on around the church here. Uh, we are uh, we are in the midst of Christmas, and so uh, we are planning for Christmas in, in a weird COVID Christmas way, right? But we've got some really cool things happening around here, and I want to just tell you about a few things um, as people are joining in here, um, and as you, you enter in with us. Um, I see a bunch of people already online. This is great, but um, he, here's what's going on. We have three big events going on this Christmas season. Um, the first one's coming up December 13th, and we're actually going to have like a walkthrough Christmas celebration. Okay, there's going to be there's going to be uh, caroling and singing and, and multiple different places around campus. Uh, you're going to have a chance to walk or drive through the campus and to see lights. We're decorating the place uh, like there's going to be treats for kids and, and hot cocoa and everything like that on December 13th from 6.30 to 8.30, it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Uh, we're really looking forward to that. Um, we're going to be lighting a very large tree as well, okay? So make sure you come out to see that. Uh, hi, Connie. See you there. Uh, welcome to the show. And, uh, okay, th that is December 13th, like I said. If you want to come out and help us decorate this campus, we, want, we need as many lights as we can. And so we need you to bring all of your extra lights. Uh, bring it out to the church. Um, bring out your decorations. You know, do you have those big blow-up cheesy things? We'd love to see those as well. Um, bring those out, and uh, we're going to be decorating the campus on December 12th, the day before Saturday, from 1 to 5 p.m. Uh, we'll have more information out about that as it comes. So, um, hey, the second big thing is actually is really, really cool, because if you know Emmanuel Faith around the holidays, one of the things that that uh, that you look forward to every year is our Christmas concerts, because uh, everyone in the area knows that that we put on some of the best Christmas concerts around. Okay, I can say that because I have nothing to do with them. Um, I am not the musical one, and so um, that is not me. But Pastor Dave Hook does a, a fabulous job of Christmas concerts. Now, this year. We don't have, uh, we can't gather as a concert, and, and we can't gather in, in, our, in our worship center for a concert, but this year the concert's coming to you, and so um, you're going to have an opportunity to, um, to watch an online con uh, Christmas experience that they have been recording for months, they've been working on. It is top quality and top notch. It is going to be really, really good, and so that's going to be coming out December 18th. Um, so look for more details about that. And then finally, um, Christmas Eve. It just wouldn't be Christmas without a Christmas Eve service. And so our Christmas Eve services are on, you guessed it, Christmas Eve. Okay, so um, on Christmas Eve, and I believe the times are going to be 3, 5, and 7, and uh, we're going to be outside. It's going to be a fun family um, Christmas production. So we look forward to seeing you there. So um Christmas is coming around here, and even though it's COVID, and even though we're like, you know, in this crazy lockdown weirdness, we're still going to celebrate Christmas, all right? Amen to that. I hope that, uh, I hope that in all of this, that, the, uh, that you really get to actually experience uh, the Christ of Christmas. And, uh, and that's what this is all about. In fact, our, our podcast is, is called Vitology, and Vitology really literally just means the, the study of life. And we're not talking about the study of, like, biology, of, like, that kind of life. We're talking about real and abundant life, uh, because that's the life that we clearly, we believe that the, the best way to experience that life is, is through experiencing Jesus. And so um, no better time to do that than this Christmas season. You know, um, this week um, on our podcast, on this live, um, we are going to be interviewing somebody that is going to be a real treat. 
Um, I'm really excited to bring him in right now in just a minute here. Uh, he is somebody that I have missed for a while, and I know many of you have as well. Um, you haven't seen him around, um, but he is, he's one of our one of our pastors. Yeah, I'm going to say he's still one of our pastors. Um, even though he has moved away, um, I get to bring on the podcast today, Pastor Chip Whitman, ladies and gentlemen. And so, Pastor Chip, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Josh. Good to be here. Good to be with you and see you once again after these four months. Yes, it is. It's been a while. I, you know, in fact, I've noticed I haven't seen you around the office lately. What's going on? <laughs> I slipped away in the midst you of COVID. Away. Yeah. Yes, you did. You um, you got up and left in the midst of COVID, didn't you? I did. And uh, I now did. this was it, it. just happened to be during COVID. You had been planning for a while to to yeah. uh, to be kind of moving with family. Tell us where are you right now? Vancouver, Washington, which is not Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> not quite. Uh, we are 15 miles north of Portland, Oregon. All right. And uh, my whole family, uh, we decided to move up together. So there are six of us in one house, which is my wow. wife and I, Joanne. And she says hi. Um, wow. My son, uh, Matt, his wife, Erin, their son, uh, Lennon, our grandson, who's five. He brings a lot of uh, vitality to our household. And then my uh, my son's business partner Brandon. So all right, it's so all all of us are under one big roof, uh, three story house, and we're loving it. We're, we have to because we're all stuck together. Yeah, you are. I mean, that's a great way to do COVID, right? You've got your yep. bubble built it right into your uh, to your household. Yep. Yes, we wow. have a bubble. So, wow. uh, so you're in in they call it Washington, right? Is that what they is that how they say it? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Washington. <laughs> Washington is not. Do they? <laughs> not Washington. Not Washington. Okay. No, that's if you're good, from good. somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, we. Uh, so we've been up here since uh, August first, and um, we're loving it. Uh, we're actually getting four seasons, so we're in the late fall, and it's this morning. It was 31, and got up to a whopping 53 today, which it is now, and. Oh boy, we've had it in the twenties. We expect some snow this winter. So, yeah, well, it's, it's been cold here too. It it got down to sixty. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're suffering. We're suffering here. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's gotten a little yeah. bit colder, but we we tend yeah. to freak out over over just a little bit of cold here. I remember. Um, you know, yeah. um, we got a few people saying hi. So, um, Debbie Hill, hey. both she says hi, Chip, and then. She makes sure to say, uh, we miss you, Prince Charles. <laughs> That's sweet. Prince Charles. Too I'm sweet. And there's got to be some story about that. But um, thanks, Deb. Um, Thank you, Deb. Uh, oh, let's see here. We got people joining us. Oh, this Lori. They hey. are glad that we're here. Hello, Michelle. Uh, good to see you guys. It's so good to see everyone joining us. If you're here, jump in. In fact, um, I want to invite anybody that's that's uh, watching right now. And I see there's a bunch of people online uh, watching. This is great. Um, anyone that's online, um, say hi to us. And then also be thinking about questions. And I want to, especially for for Pastor Chip here. See, Chip has a uh, a lot of experience in uh, in helping people deal with all sorts of different things. And uh, and so we're going to be talking about some of that later. But uh, if you have any any questions, any ideas, anything you want to bring up today, we'd love to know. Oh, look, Kathy Dennis is here. Hey. Uh, Kathy Dennis. Kathy Dennis is back with us. Oh, great. Uh, in, on staff with right now. So it's just great. Good. And, uh, yeah, look at this. Hey, Robin. Saying hi. And Jack. Here. All right. Well, um, so great. you've uh, you you snuck out. Um, Scott Smith says hi, Bobo. Scotty, Bobo. Yeah, it's good uh, to see buddy. Scott. Oh, this is great. Well, um, okay, so you'd been planning this this move. Mm -hmm. You know, it it kind of it it happened in the midst of this this crazy time. So mm -hmm. you know, part of me bringing you on here is is a way to to let people know what's happened because uh, 
you know, they haven't seen, there's a lot of people who haven't seen any of us because they've yeah. been stuck at home this whole time. Sure. And so they haven't made it to church. And so, um, we, uh, we get to, we get to bring you into this conversation. And, uh, and I think there's some really helpful things that we can learn. But before we get into that, um, you're not just sitting around. Um, no, I'm excited to hear about what you're doing. Tell what, what are you doing, um, there from your home office or, Actually, I, I've heard it's your home kitchen office, right? It is. Um, it's what in are you the doing dining there? room. Yeah, it's right here in the dining room. So I asked my yeah. family to not come around here for about an hour, um, especially my little grandson. Um, but yeah, I've been writing. So we moved up uh, in August. We spent uh, a month, the entire month of August in a hotel because oh. our... <laughs> Everything we own was uh, in a van somehow locked in uh, L.A. until they, the moving company brought it up here. So uh, I did a lot of reading and waiting. Then we finally moved in in September. And then uh, since then, uh, I spend about half my time reading and half my time writing. So I'm working wow. on a book called Voices of the Heart. And um, I've just finished Chapter 5. So we got seven more chapters to go. I plan okay. to finish it by March, early, early spring, and then we'll um, get it published. All I'll right. send you a copy. All yeah. right. Okay. Well, it sounds like I need to book you in March then uh, and bring you back here to talk about a book. Yeah. I like Love that you. idea. Love I like that. Oh, man, that's going to be good. I can't wait to, to see that. And, you know, um, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of ways to tell me. Uh, stories of the heart. What's, uh, what's yeah, the, voice, the idea there? Voices of the Heart, it's Stories of oh, Hope and Assurance, uh, 12 yeah. chapters. It is all about 12 different losses that people have experienced. And it's a compilation of my 40-plus years of counseling, uh, a lot of teaching and seminars and everything. And so I've, I've taken stories that I remembered and changed the gender and the name and the place but still kept the essence of the story. Um, so it goes through explaining a story of the, whatever loss it might have been. And then at the end of each chapter, the person in that chapter, the key person, ends up talking to somebody, whether it's a pastor, a therapist, a friend, a nurse, a doctor. And through that person, uh, I kind of teach and give them advice on bereavement. So it ends up uh, it's it's a way of helping people through grief, but uh, being able to identify with with the person, the character in that particular chapter. That, that I'm excited. Awesome. It's fun to write. It really. I didn't know I enjoy writing this much, but since that's my career now, I love it. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, yeah. uh, well, cool. Well, you know, in that idea of loss, though, that that's something that has it's kind of been a specialty in a sense. It's kind of a weird thing to say that you've specialized yeah. in loss and in grief, yeah. um, but it's, it's really, I mean, it's become an area where you've, you've been able to be a real help to people, right? I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Been doing it for I mean, a lot of years. It sure seems like that. Yeah. 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 So what, what drew you to, to, to be there for people in times of grief? Yeah. Bereavement isn't, isn't a subject or topic or part of life that anybody would necessarily be, I don't think, drawn to. But for me, um, my first pastorate right out of Bible college uh, when I was really young is 1976. It was right here in Vancouver. Uh, back when I moved here, uh, graduated from Life Bible College in 76 and moved straight up here to Vancouver, um, the, the city was 40,000 people. Now it's 180,000. So it's grown quite a bit um, in that 40 plus years. Um, so I pastored over here for three years, moved across the river to Portland, Oregon, had a lovely little church in Portland. And in the five years I pastored there, there were two losses. Two people had died, but they were very, very close friends because we had a church of about 100. I knew everybody and knew them well. But I did those uh, beautiful services we had. They were glorious um, mm. end-of-life services. But I didn't know what to do with the people, the family members and friends who were left. 
and it, it really bothered me. I thought, I, I don't know anything about grief. I, I need to at least study it. So I got in touch with some some people who are grief therapists, and uh, there's a group called the Compassionate Friends. They're an international organization of bereavement, uh, mostly for siblings and parents of children who have died. And I got involved with them, and I really thought, you know what, this is something I need to do. So I was halfway uh, through my master's degree, and it was going to be a master's of divinity. And uh, from what is now George Fox University over mm -hmm. in Newburgh. And uh, I, I decided to switch my master, my, my degree from an MDiv, Master of Divinity, to Master of Arts in counseling. And uh, they said, yeah, you can do that, but you need to leave the pastorate and do, do, just devote yourself full time to school. I said, okay, I'll do it. So I resigned the pastor after five years and took one more year and uh, graduated with my degree in, in counseling psychology with the specialty in bereavement. Problem was, uh, at the university, they didn't have any, but there's no program for bereavement because this is back in 1984. And so they said, you need to write your own. We'll assign a professor to you and you do the research. So most of the material and knowledge I have now came from way back then, and I've used it all these years. So yeah. uh, after I graduated, moved down back to SoCal, lived in Orange County for a number of years, um, worked out of Calvary Chapel there in Capistrano mm -hmm. Beach, and developed a, a practice. And um, out of that practice came a, a nonprofit corporation called Grief Care and did that for 15 years. And then when I came to Emmanuel Faith 12 years ago, I had to let that go. And there you go. So you it's go. always wow. been a part of me. And that's and I've been working on this book in my mind for all those years. And finally, I have, have time to sit down and write it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that it's it's interesting. Like you said, it's not something that people uh just you know gravitate to you don't choose yeah. grief but but what is it about grief in particular that you find um that helps shape people or helps you to 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 see what's what they're missing what they're dealing with yeah many or if not most people feel as if grief is a uh, a punishment or, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, on the spectrum of emotions, it's way at the far end because it's yeah. sad and causes, you know, anger and all kinds of things. People lose identity, they lose purpose, all kinds of things. Um, but it's grief is not meant to destroy us. It's meant mm -hmm. to transform us. And if, uh, I've been able to help people recognize that there's a transformative nature to grief, that they can begin to understand that their perspective changes. And so when we understand that grief is uh, it's not there to harm us, it's really there to shape mm -hmm. us, then our perspective starts to change. And although we do feel the sadness, we feel a lot of yeah. a myriad of emotions, um, the end result is, oh, I'm being changed by this. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's kind of against my will, but you know, I'm being, <laughs> I will be changed by it. So people have two choices when it comes to a loss: is I can let it uh, help me to grow, or I can withstand it and I won't grow. Hmm. Wow, that uh, that is huge. That that reminds me of some. I mean, I feel like. All sorts of biblical passages that talk about how mm -hmm. uh, we grow through trials, through pain. Mm -hmm. I think just this last weekend, uh, yeah, it was this last weekend. I think Peter, I mean uh, <laughs> Ryan, mentioned First uh, Peter, mm -hmm. uh, chapter one, that talks about uh, us being refined by fire, and, yes. and these trials are that 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 refining process that that actually brings out more in us. Mm -hmm. um that, that uh, yeah that is really powerful um yeah now I, this uh part of the reason why i mean we I, I thought this would be a great opportunity to interview you uh 
especially in relate in regards to grief is that that this is a time when I think we're all grieving something right now mm-hmm. that, that everybody is because I think oftentimes we think that grief is just for those people that you know that lost someone okay and, and if you're out there this this especially this Christmas season and you know maybe this is the first year that you're spending Christmas without a loved one um, our hearts go out to you and, and uh, we want you to know that um, that especially as a church we want to come alongside of you and help and and even though Chip's not here, we still have a lot of great resources um, for you um, here yep. at the church, and and uh, and we we really care about that. But I think we we often think that grief is just for for those people, and just for the the mourning season. But I think one of the things about what COVID has done to us is I, I think that we are all in this collective state of grieving. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Absolutely. Yeah. Hear it all the time. I, you know, yeah. see it on the news. You see it just in people's other interviews, uh, people's writings, all of it. Um, it's not just loss itself, but it's loss in life transitions, any life transition. And we go through dozens of them in a lifetime, uh, even good ones. Um, cause there to be um, a change in how we view life, um, our just our understanding of identity, uh, why we're here, the purpose. All of that changes uh, in a graduation, uh, in a marriage, or in a divorce, um, mm-hmm. a relocation, just moving up here. And what I recognized for me, one of the major changes I wasn't honestly prepared for was retirement. I, I I was working right up till and boom, you know, to 31st of July. And then we move on August 1st and we get up here and like, okay, who am I now? And why am I here? And that I had to do a lot of um, introspection, a lot of prayer, a lot of waiting on the Lord, a lot of study of scripture to recognize, okay. um, Yeah. As you said, well, I, I hope I still have a pastor's heart but no one will call me pastor. Matter of fact, uh, one of the books I want to write when I'm done with Voices of the Heart is called From Pastor to Papa, because around here I'm known as Papa. Yeah. And um, so I, and it's been a change because uh, I, I just adore my grandson and um, he's growing and he stretches all of us and it's good. Mm. But, um, you know, learning how to be a Papa has yeah. been interesting. I turned 70 in October, so I feel like, okay, I'm finally, I'm there. I'm a papa. You can be a papa. You can, I can, be you a can papa. wear that title with pride now. Huh? Oh, you bet. You bet. <laughs> yeah. So oh, um, we, I think because of, of COVID and because of shutdowns and so many changes, and my heart especially goes out to those who live alone and then are isolated. It's, you know, I, I talked to so many people from March. I, I actually, you know, went indoors on March the 12th and until July 31st, had a lot of phone calls and conversations with people who um, were living alone and my heart really broke for them. Um, and it, it's just, it's so tough It's because it's such a transition. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're all grieving to some degree. And sometimes, uh, you know, that grief can turn into anger and we don't fully understand it. Now, the fact that there's a vaccine coming eventually here, some say in just a few weeks and and all the way into next year, um, that gives us some hope. But I'm not sure we'll ever go back to being to the normal it was before. Uh, I think all of us have changed so much. Uh, So many people work from home. My 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 wife works from home. She's got an office upstairs. My son, his partner, uh, Brandon, they work downstairs. Uh, my daughter-in-law works upstairs. All of them have jobs, and they're all from yeah. home. Yeah. And uh, that's been a miracle in itself. Um, and then me, I'm jobless, but I'm an author. <laughs> You're an author, yeah. yeah. Well, so you know that it's really interesting because I think that there's a, a sense in which so many people that I talk to, it's like they have this 
It's yeah, it's like a low grade depression. Now, yeah. some people have like a real depression because yeah. of all this, and, sure. and and yet, but I do think there's there's a a lot of people out there that are just feeling a, a loss, right? We we just went through Thanksgiving, and it and it, mm -hmm. you know for a lot of people it wasn't what it uh, it yeah. used to be. Yeah. Um, we we didn't get to experience all the time with family. Um, we're looking ahead to Christmas now. And there's just this sense that it's not going to be what it was, you know, and there's people dealing with with financial um, hardships mm -hmm. that are that are not going to be able to provide a Christmas yeah. the way that they used to. And then that uncertainty of the future, you know, am I going to lose my house? Am I going to all those things kind of make this into a season of um, that, that could be really sad. Now, you mm -hmm. just mentioned some things that you've done, but. What, what's your advice for people, for all of us that are dealing with, dealing with loss, dealing with grief right now? Yeah. Well, especially in this season, um, you know, I used to do a seminar called Handling the Holidays, and we talked about that. Usually started teaching that in uh, November. Um, but there are some things that uh, I jotted down, and I'll, I'll just remind myself and everybody else of them. Um, I think one of the things it requires of us is patience. It's, we've just all had to come back to patience and, and learning it and developing it as a fruit of the spirit. It's like, well, I guess I have more time to develop that now. And so patience becomes critical. Got to be patient with the process, patient with ourselves, patient with other people, patient with the season. Um, and alongside that is is just being real, uh, be realistic about it. There are limitations for all of us, and we're not alone. Doesn't matter. Before we go, before yeah. we go past patience, that that yeah. that right there seems like a big deal because uh, I want this to be over. Yeah. I'm ready for this to be done, and I, I'm guessing, yeah. I'm guessing, I you know, I haven't gone through the type of loss that you've dealt with with people. You know, I mean, I've lost some. I've lost some loved ones, but it was more like that was their time to go. You know, it hasn't mm -hmm. been something like that. But I'm saying that there's a, a a desire to get out of the the loss, right? To mm -hmm. just be over it or something, yeah. just to. But but what you're saying is you got to go through this, huh? No other way. Uh, no other way. I think the in in going through it. It means there's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be emotional roller coaster, and it already has been for all of us. I think there are highs and lows. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain things to look forward to eventually, but patience is is something that I think we carry with us past COVID. Uh, the deeper it gets in us, the more it's ingrained in us. The more, as I mentioned, we cultivate it as a fruit of the spirit. The more we can depend on it, and so. Um, things that normally would just shock us or break us don't because we have uh, kind of the the buffer of patience. So that's it becomes a yeah. critical part of everything, I think. Uh, um, yeah. 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 So then, second, then you said be real, right? Yeah. Is that the, is that the second or? Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, realistic expectations. It's like, well, hmm. what should I expect? I mean, we... You know, the six of us around here, we eat dinner together. We all do our own thing for breakfast and lunch, but we make sure we're all around the table for dinner. And um, Thanksgiving was sweet, and we are all thankful for the fact that we had each other, you know, because we really don't, we don't even know anybody up here. <laughs> so we haven't met, you know, met a yeah, few a doctors. Time to meet people. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you just hardly can't. I mean, you meet people at the yeah. drive through window at Starbucks. You know, and so fellowship there. Yeah. Exactly. So we uh, we have to rely on each other. And again, if you're, you know, living as a couple, you have a family. So you, you kind of huddle together and realize, OK, this is what we have. It's going to be different. But let's make it what with the best we can with what we have and who we have. Um, I think second to that, Josh, is listening to your own heart. Um one of the gifts, I think, of this COVID season is is the gift of time. That mm. since we're not, most of us working outside, we don't uh, 
it's hard to even, you know, we don't go to church. We can go outside. <laughs> we can worship together. I think in California, you've changed that again. I thought I heard that. Y'all made the news <laughs> up here. But oh, yes. yeah, so. Make the news. Yes. Yeah. So it's, um, it's stricter. The guidelines are, but the upside of that is it, it affords us more time. And if we invest that time to listening to our own hearts, um, there's a wealth that God has put in us, in our hearts. Our hearts can be the wellspring of life. Uh, and it's one of the Proverbs, I think it's 24. Um, but yeah, so you know, listening to our own hearts is, is a real critical part, especially in the holidays, especially in the holidays. And one of the things I like about that, Chip, and, and I, I just I, I like this about you in general, but but what you just said about there's an upside. <laughs> um, I think we're we're so we're so quick to to just focus on the negative, mm. on on what we've lost, and and instead of kind of looking at the that there's still more, right? That there's there's an upside to this mm-hmm. even this lockdown, this COVID season, and. Yeah. Um, yeah. How can we invest in that instead of putting all of our energy into, you know, fighting it or something like that? I think that's a that's a powerful insight right there. Yeah, I think that's important because I've had to do that. I mean, I I spend um, most of the morning after everybody's gone away and we everybody's had breakfast. Uh, they go to their respective offices. And so mine is the living room. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I, but I have some quiet time to read and to reflect and to meditate mm-hmm. and um, to try to listen to my heart because that's my writing. You know, I, I try to write, uh, read in the morning and write in the afternoon. And uh, a lot of it is listening to my heart mm-hmm. and uh, been a roller coaster. I mean, just, uh, just recognizing, well, who am I now and why am I here? Wow. Which is what we do in any, any adaptation, any life transition. And COVID has been a, a life transition for everybody. There's not a person on the planet that's not affected by it. And so yeah. the entire world population is is affected by COVID. And, you know, I think you know, the question is, well, did God allow it? Well, yeah, I think so. He didn't cause it, but why did he allow it? We allowed it so we can become close to him. I mean, we're, we have to, we, we really have to depend on him. And so it's, again, it's an opportunity if we see it as such to uh, draw closer to the Lord and listen and invite him into our thinking and uh, our perceptions. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's there. He's not left. He hasn't changed. He's still who he is. And uh, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Um mm-hmm. Matthew 11, 28 to 30, I was rereading it this morning. And uh, it it becomes um, larger, bigger, easier to embrace when we're in any type of suffering. Hmm. We want his yoke to be easy. We want his burden to be light. We want to draw close to him. Hmm. And and, uh, that becomes even more true. It's it's, uh, when we have to listen, we tend to. When we have to wait, we tend to. And one thing COVID has done um, makes us more aware of people, uh, distancing from people. But it's hard to then take people for granted anymore. Yes. I mean, just seeing you, I haven't seen you, you know, in four months. And, uh, I know. It, you know, I, my mind is going back to dozens and dozens of conversations we've had and lots of laughs together. And, uh, yeah, I miss that. I miss you. I miss the people who are, I miss the church. I really do. Yeah. And um, so it's an adaptation to uh, carry with me um, a lot of memories, a lot of really, really great memories. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. So that's that. Um, that's really good. You want me to go on and talk more about the holidays? Yeah. I can. Yeah. yeah. Well, a couple more yeah. things. Uh, it's adapt, adapting, adapting traditions. I mean, uh, my wife and I have had certain traditions. We're adapting them because now we're in a family, a big family. And so, I've, you know, we've been married 28 years and uh, it's just been the two of us. We have seen, you know, our son and, and daughter-in-law and, and grandson 
um, on holidays and every well, usually once a month, but now it's 24/7. So we've adapted uh, everything. And yeah. at first it was for me at least awkward. Um, I didn't really like it. I'm a very I'm an introvert and I like my quiet time. <laughs> so it's learning uh, how to balance that. And um, so we've looking for Christmas. My daughter-in-law is amazing at uh, decorating, but she decorated our house uh, probably a week before Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's like, really? And <laughs> what we found out is a lot of people in our neighborhood are doing that. And she was actually talking to one of them and, and they said, yeah, we realized because of COVID, we need some more cheer. Yes. We need some brightness. So our whole neighborhood is absolutely lit up, and it's December second, and it's been lit up for a week in most people, and uh, it's it's kind of nice. But we need something to yeah. look forward to. We've seen that, and that in fact that's that's part of the reason why we decided we're gonna we're gonna light up the church. And yeah. So like I said earlier, we're gonna be on December twelfth. We're gonna be putting uh, you know people to work, kind of like a just yeah. a project where. We're asking everybody to bring their own lights to the church. That's <laughs> and a great light idea. This place up. I love I, it. I think that's a great because we need we need some light. We need light. We need something to look forward to. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, hmm. Tears will come uh, in the season, especially for those of us who've experienced the loss um, mm -hmm. in this last year or two years or even longer. Uh, often the holidays are the hardest time for people who've experienced the loss because um, it's family time. Yeah. And for us this year, for us meaning all of us as human beings, um, the loss is amplified because of aloneness. You know, and some of us want to be with family. We can't. Uh, we're not really allowed to. Um, yeah. It can be dangerous. And so because of the spread of COVID. So. Uh, we have to adapt some things, adapt some traditions, uh, allow the tears to come, but they'll be mixed with joy. There is joy if we look for it. There is joy. There is always joy if we look for it. In my experience of, of life, uh, joy and pain are balanced out in God's economy of things. Uh, he, will, he will make sure that joy and pain end up being balanced. We don't choose when the balance comes uh, we might be in pain right now there will be joy it's just we don't get to say okay i want it today <laughs> yeah, joy will yeah. come but that's be, that's that's up to the lord so um last thing focus on the spiritual dimension or the spirit spiritual aspect um i love what c.s lewis i've been, i one of my readings i read all the seven books of the chronicles of narnia uh, I'd had it, but I, you know, it's been with me for a couple decades, and I finally thought I'm going to read all seven back to back to back, and I did, and it was just delightful, just delightful. But um, I love that C.S. Lewis says there are two holidays; they happen to run concurrently on December 25th. One holiday is um, where we celebrate with friends and family and put up Christmas trees and have lights and exchange presents. He, he said, I yeah. call that winter holiday. Winter but then holiday, I also yeah. celebrate Christmas. Now, Christmas yeah. is different. Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. He said, I celebrate both. A lot of people don't. Some people just mm. celebrate one. Some people celebrate both. Um, I choose to celebrate both, but I don't get them confused. So I have That's winter so holiday. And I also have Christmas. Okay. So I, and I like that. I live that way. Uh, you, and you just you just tugged on one of my heartstrings of uh, just of C.S. Lewis even. Oh, my goodness. He yeah. just has a way of saying things that just make sense. Because we've, yeah. we've all done that. Where yeah. we, you know, all of our planning is in, like, you know, we've talked about the decorations. That's just a great thing. And it brings cheer and joy. We, but we think about it as the, the gift giving. And we got to prepare yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. But what yeah. we're preparing for is winter holiday. Winter holiday. Ooh, that's yeah. really good, which is a good thing. There's nothing bad about winter holiday. No, delightful. But really, uh, but Christmas is where it's at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For us as Ooh. believers, 
that's that's a a celebration that is usually done. Uh, we can do it corporately, but it's also done individually it's between me and the Lord. Just saying, thank yeah. you, Lord, that you were born. What a holiday, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, who would we be without you? Can't even imagine it. Don't want to. So yeah. Uh, Christmas, yeah, Christmas is uh, really important because yeah, that's, that's wow. the birth of Jesus. Yeah, and it and it's definitely difficult to. I mean, it may be difficult this year to celebrate winter holiday. But I think so. Even, even, and for a lot of people, that may just—it's going to be different, at least. Um, mm -hmm. But, but even, even if we're alone, we, we can find ways to celebrate yeah. Christmas. Yeah, um, that—that's powerful. And man, our, our, by the way, our heart goes out to anyone out there that is that yeah. is um, feeling alone or or is actually alone during this Christmas season, and uh, uh -huh. and so. You know, if you're out there, we wanna we wanna know if we can help in any way. Um, would you yeah. reach out to us? Um, you can you can reach out right here on Facebook, um, and you can uh, let us know how we can how we can pray. In fact, uh, I'm gonna put a, a banner on the screen here where to send an email emails here. But um, uh, because if you if you just need prayer, um, then uh, send us an email to prayer at efcc.org. Um, where we can, uh, we, we get these and we pray for you. Um, let us know if you need help in any way, um, and we'll see what we can do, okay? Um, that's hard. Yeah. Well, Chip, I love that. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's really powerful stuff. You're, uh, um, the, the handling the holidays has yeah. been a tradition around here that it's been it's been well received i think you did that even in the community some uh -huh. is that right yes. um and and that's been that's been really powerful um what uh you, i think you were on you were on were you on point three or four there of your oh. um yeah um any more for much. us <laughs> Well, there's always more, Josh. You know, oh, yeah, I'm, I know, I know. Pastors never quit talking, <laughs> but um, I think the key is really make it your own. You know, yeah. celebrate Christmas, but probably you're going to do it individually from your own heart. The winter holiday is whoever you can be with, and even if it's uh, being alone in your own home, but doing it by phone or you know, Zoom or whatever it might be, uh, there's still a celebration there. Don't miss that yeah. part. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be the ability to adapt any traditions that you used to have. Mm -hmm. uh, I can remember um, a client that I had years and years ago, back when I had grief care. Her husband had died in July, and. Uh, it came Christmas time and she was still, of course, grieving and brokenhearted and didn't want to celebrate at all. Didn't mm -hmm. see anything, didn't see a reason. And her sons bought her a Christmas tree and delivered it to her. And they set it up in her living room and it was bare. And they said, okay, mom, now you can go ahead and decorate. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm not interested. Oh, come on, really? No, you, you should. It'd be good for you. Days went by. Finally, she was just sitting in her living room looking at it and thought, hmm, there were a lot of gifts that my husband gave me. The ones that I remember the most were not material. They were the gift of forgiveness, the gift of joy, the gift of laughter, the gift of his smile. So she started making little ornaments out of paper and hanging them on the tree. When she was done, the entire tree was covered with gifts that she had received, primarily from her husband, who was now in heaven. And she began to look at the tree and thought, you know what? I got a lot to be grateful for. And here it is. Her sons came over for Christmas and said, Mom, what have you done to the tree? And she said, well, I want you to add to it. Hmm. What are the things that your father gave you? And I don't mean it, you know surfboard or a shirt yeah. or anything. I mean, what? And so they added their own. And um, 
we've done that. When my mom passed uh, 13 years ago, we did that. When we, my dad passed 22 years, 23 years ago, we did that. Um, and I, I like that idea because it, it puts a whole new dimension to, to giving and receiving. And when you think about it, uh, stuff all fades. It really does. And we don't take it with us. What we do take with us is how we've been forgiven, how we've been loved, how we've been shaped by people's kindness. And those are the gifts that mean the most and stick with us. Hmm. Oh, Chip. That is so powerful, and I, and this is where I'm so looking forward to your to your book with all the insights that's going to come out of this. Um, you know, there's something about grief. What I'm I'm as I'm as I'm just processing this and thinking about this, and and even as we as we think about the the title of this podcast is is vitology, like the study of life, and and here we are talking about this idea of death. I love in fact someone brought it up here, Nancy. Um, Nancy, if you're still with us, I'm, uh, you brought up this last line that you said that as you were working with children, um, bereavement has been a blessing and causes me to live life more. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that was a great statement that she said. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think there's something about that that is powerful, that, that as we experience this together as this, this, this terrible thing, um, mm-hmm. this loss, Mm-hmm. we hope that it'll actually help us to live life more. And, oh, yeah. and this, this is, this is just, let me just say, it's downright biblical. <laughs> um, yeah. Because here's the thing, and this is what I love about the this this kind of path that God's led you on of, mm-hmm. of counseling people through grief. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, and, and even just counseling in general, I mean, all the stuff that you've done, um, through the years of, of counseling people that are hurting. See, when you, when you go for counseling, you've got to kind of admit that you've something's wrong, right? That, that you need help at least, um, that, you know, you're hurting, that you're, you've lost and all those things. You have to admit that. And it's from that place of admitting weakness that we can finally, finally find strength, right? Exactly. This is, this is what I, I, I think this is so uh, this is what I love about this, because because as Jesus said to to Paul, that he says that that my grace is is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, mm-hmm. in, in loss, in yeah. in you know even this crazy COVID time. That's where this can this is where we can find mm-hmm. we can find God's power in the midst of this. Yeah, I really love that. When, uh, you know, I'm an oldie at 70 years old here, uh, but I graduated from high school in 1968, very crazy year. <laughs> and in that year, um, uh, I can still remember it, I can see it. Um, Martin Luther King was assassinated and um, Robert Kennedy stood in a parking lot and, and he quoted from Aeschylus. And this, this quote has stuck with me ever since. And the quote from Aeschylus, who was a scholar, philosopher, he who learns must suffer. And even in our sleep, pain that cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart. And in our own despair, against our will, comes wisdom to us by the awful grace of God. Yeah, Aeschylus, look him up. He's phenomenal. By the awful grace. Grace, Grace of God. God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the awful yeah. can mean more than just bad, right? It is the well, awe. It's full of awe, inspiring. yeah. Inspiring. Wow. Full of awe. And yet and, uh, that double meaning of the, the toughness of grace sometimes. Yeah. Oof, that's powerful. Yeah. That's really that's powerful. Cool. So, uh, and I've, uh, you know, I've quoted that to many, many, many clients and in seminars and various things. Um, but it, it resonates for any of us who've been through loss. Uh, even against our will, we learn. Uh, C.S. Lewis, when his wife Joy died, said, uh, you know, uh, it's a horrible thing, loss is, but you learn. My God, you learn. And, and I was shaking his hand. It's in the 
in the movie Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal movie, by the way, to to rent mm-hmm. if you've experienced the loss of a, a spouse in particular. Uh, Shadowlands, and then read his book, A Grief Observed. Uh, powerful stuff. Really helps you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Chip, this has been a this has been such a pleasure for me to to get to talk to you and hang out. I mean, you even mentioned uh, it was 12 years ago that uh, that you came here, and I think it was the it was it was within a month or so that I got here as well. And so we've been we've been able to kind of do this journey to manual faith for a long time. Yes. And, uh, and so now I'm I'm so glad that you are where you are, and I think that that getting you behind a a pen and a and a paper and uh or a computer i'm sure but um and writing that this you're gonna be able to pass on your knowledge to to so many more people and i know and i've heard that this isn't the this isn't just the only book but there's uh there's more to come and so i all all right well i look forward to great things coming out of you and and uh and everybody out there i want to say thank you Thank you for uh, for joining us tonight, and thank you for joining us on the podcast if you're tuning in that way. Um, there's going to be more information about that coming out, and uh, we just we just want to say thank you. It is it is such a pleasure to, to have you in on this conversation with us, and uh, we hope that uh, during this time that you can you can find time. If, if nothing else, I just love what Chip you said uh, about listening to your heart, that maybe during this time, if we can... We can be people who become better at listening to our heart, uh, because mm-hmm. right there in our heart, Jesus is wanting to 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 show you how to to live in His ways with His heart, because that's what a vital life is all about. That's what it's mm-hmm. like to live an abundant True. life, no matter where you are and what you're experiencing. So, uh, Chip, any last words for us today? I miss you. I miss you all. Uh, uh, and uh, pray for you often, and uh, I, I feel the prayers, you know, for me up here, uh, every day I sit down to write, and I know people are praying for me, and I can feel it, so, um, yeah, and it's, the adjustment's been uh, good, it's been challenging, it's shaping, and, and it's, you know, it's good, it's life, and so, um, I thank my family for being quiet in this last hour. <laughs> <laughs> we thank them too. Yeah. We thank them too. Well, um, okay. Well, we'll let them talk here in just a minute. So we're going to say goodbye to everyone else. And uh, Chip, you don't go away. I'll say goodbye to you in just a moment. But uh, God bless okay. everybody. You okay. take care. <laughs>